All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-37-GRIND. All right, keeping it moving here, uh, just sticking to the uh, NFL theme a little bit. Um, Also, Chris Hubbard, I guess former Cleveland Brown player, uh, was on Good Morning Football. That show hasn't been the same without Kate there anymore. Okay. I've tried a little bit. It but. dropped off when Nate left first, because uh, I'm a big fan of Nate Burleson. Uh-huh. Uh, switched up my entire morning news huh. because of where he's at now. Um, and then Kay. Yeah, Kay was the last piece. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Hubbard uh, was on Good Morning Football. Um and part of this, um, like I said, I saw it when you said, but then part of it I read about it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this with a grain of salt because are you just basically being like biased because you play with the Browns? But he believes that all the power moves that the Browns have made over the last couple years, he believes that they are built and primed to be a powerhouse and going to be a top contender in the AFC. And since you have followed that organization and you have written articles for sites about your Cleveland Browns, I kind of say, like, hold on. I know I like the Smith line, the Smith signing, too, the other day. But I'm trying to go back. And I understand Deshaun Watts. But I'm like, wait a minute. Like, what moves? I mean, what really is this? How much difference besides some coaching and coordinator changes is this team really going to look? And I, and I can't remember, and I didn't really dive into the draft, but I was just like, a powerhouse moves over the couple years? I mean, I don't know. And I mean, I know you can be uh, fair and balanced when it comes to your Browns. You you come a long way because I felt like you were, wasn't like that all the time. You were dying on the hill for Baker and everybody else. And, but... Do you do you think this is overreaction, or do you think that do you see kind of what he's he's seeing per se? Because because look, before you answer that, like this is really what's going on right now where we're currently in the National Football League. Like I told you, everybody is really chasing one team and one organization, and and, for, and that that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And honestly, I don't think it has nothing really to do with them defending champs. I think it's the way they ran the franchise for the last seven, eight years. And, and I've told you there's three teams, there's three organizations that I feel that other general managers and owners are chasing that have separated themselves from everybody else. That is the Kansas City Chiefs. That is the 49ers. And now coming to the party as of the last few years, that's the Philadelphia Eagles. And the reason why I picked those three friends, because they've done it for years now. It's been some consistency for years. So when somebody like Hubbard that's played the game, unlike myself at that level, when I hear moves of powerhouse atop of the AFC, first of all, I mean, I would ask Hubbard, like, okay, are these moves even good? Are these moves better than Baltimore moves? Uh, 
to even win your division? Are these moves better than Pittsburgh's moves in the last couple years? Because I really like Pittsburgh's draft this last draft. They got the tight end from Georgia. That's a big behemoth. That's a project. And, and I, that's one thing I will tell you. I say this about Steelers when it comes to receivers. They can find them on the seat cushions. Well, they can coach up tight ends, man. I go, I go back to the days of Heath Miller. He's a bad boy. Hell, I think the kid they got right now is promising. That played last year. So, you know, you got Porter. Junior, cornerback, they just fell in your lap. Kind of like maybe Wimby might tonight, the 2-1-0. I like the Pittsburgh draft this year. I mean, what, I mean, are, you, are your moves even more powerful that put you ahead of Pittsburgh? And if he's just giving so many points toward Deshaun Watson, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to hate it for it, but those are powerful words to use for the last couple of years, powerhouse. A powerhouse in the AFC. I mean, are they leapfrogged ahead of Cincinnati? Now, you're going to sit there and tell me y'all own Cincinnati. You feel that y'all don't fear them. Well, the the record shows that the Browns own Cincinnati even since Burrow's gotten there. Mm. Um, so, I mean. Take that you, flip. You, you, what do you say? Uh, men wa- men lie, women lie. Numbers don't. Numbers don't. Yeah. But what's this power? What is, give me some moves. Example. What is this powerhouse talk he's talking over the last couple of years? Well, I, I really feel like it. You know, and it depends on how far back he wants to go. The the 2018 draft where you added Nick Chubb in the second round and Denzel Ward in the first round. You know, you can take Baker Mayfield even out of that picture entirely, and that's still a successful first two rounds of your draft. Denzel Ward's a, a top flight corner, and in the NFL, he's paid like such as well. Shut down Jamar Chase every chance he gets. Again, division-wise. Um, and he's made the Pro Bowls. But then then you go on and you say, okay, well, that's a good piece. I, I think the Amari Cooper fleecing of Dallas for a fifth-round pick. Okay. You know, that's another, okay, now we add another Pro Bowler to this roster. They picked up Wyatt Teller, who was discarded by the Buffalo Bills years back, turned him into a Pro Bowl um, guard. Okay, there's another move. You know, you still have Joel Batonio who played alongside and right next to Joe Thomas, you know, early on. And he's still making Pro Bowls. So you got that going on. Jeremiah Ousukoromoa, who is a guy that, and I know Collinsworth really loves loves him too because he plays like a heat-seeking missile. You got him, if he can stay healthy, you know, kid out of Notre Dame, if he can continue to stay healthy, you got a good piece there in the middle. Um, of course, you still have Miles. So you have the pieces around, but anybody can go down and roster call, all right. Yeah. And, you, and you've made a lot of moves, but it really comes down to putting it all together, and that's where I would hesitate to. You know, Hubbard's probably looking for headlines right now. You know, he was a hmm. former backup lineman, you know, on the offensive line. Uh, so he's looking, might be looking for some attention and some headlines right now. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Cleveland's a power because at you got to show it. I have. I have an article or I have a, a Sports Illustrated cover. Well, the whole issue still, but that I've that I've preserved, and this goes back to 2019. And this is are the Browns back? And you have OBJ and and Jarvis Landry on the cover of that one. Everybody was. You, you guys were all trying to tell me, no, this is your guys' year. And I said, hold on, don't do that yet. 
because they still haven't done anything with it. And so that's really what it comes down to. You can't you can't be a rising powerhouse in in a in a conference, let alone a division, when you still have question marks at head coach, question marks at quarterback. You know, I, I feel like it, that that's speeding. So I got you got to see it first. You think they still have questions at quarterback with Deshaun Watson? I think that they're, that, and I, I, I don't think that I, I don't think I'm the only one with that opinion either, because you still have to look at the fact he didn't play football for more than a calendar year. Okay, uh, does he fit Stefanski's system? Even if you swap out in the Stefanski, you've already said is on the hot seat this year. So now, if you get into a situation to where you're where. Watson can't work in Stefanski's system, even though Stefanski has been able to get other pieces to work, but he still is reluctant to run the ball, even though he has one of the best running backs in football. And he's still reluctant to do so. It, it is, if you have to go ahead and make a head coaching change, and that's an offensive change, and then you start looking at the defensive pieces, and you're wasting you know, Miles Garrett's prime, Nick Chubb's prime, Amari Cooper's prime, you can have all these guys, but then you're going to start you're closing your own window again because you're making a change at the top, and it's tough. Well, so they're not. Are they better? Have they made better moves than Baltimore? Yes, because again, at least they've gone and gotten the pieces. Baltimore has been so reluctant to do the grocery shopping. They're looking for wide receivers and pieces down deep in the draft, or missing in the first round, even missing in the, in the first round on Hollywood Brown and stuff like that. But they haven't gone at. They, they, they were reluctant because they had Lamar Jackson. Now they got him back, but they had to go out and make moves. They had to get an OBJ in there to kind of, you know, show that hey, we're making an effort here. And so you got that. Well, Are they better than Pittsburgh, talent wise, on offense? Yes. Defense, it's still. I, I think it's probably a push. Uh, T.J. Watt's still one of the <laughs> one of the best defenders in football. So yeah. you think? So you think? Well, again, it's early. We got to see this stuff. But we're just talking, Pat. But you think that. Cleveland is a better offensive team than Pittsburgh. I do. Okay. Well, I will tell you in regards to I, – I mean, I understand the way you're putting it in regards to, well, if Stefanski doesn't work or he can't make it work with Deshaun. And they got there. that doesn't equate to me, and that's not a d- definition of me that you have a – you still have a quarterback uncertainty. Deshaun Watson. I know H-Town in Houston, the Texans, wasn't on national TV that much. But Deshaun Watson with a clear head – Clear mind, not court dates every other week. He can ball. So even if it doesn't look that good as Stefanski, and Stefanski's the one to take a fall, you still got a quarterback. And you talk about prime. Deshaun is in prime, prime. Like he's barely even coming to his into his prime. So um, look, you know, I think it's going to be one of the the. I mean, it's like that every year, but there's some years that are more special than others. But I think it's going to be a very, very competitive division i mean the afc is going to be a gauntlet it, i mean it really is i mean and, and and i think a lot of people say that and they base it just off of quarterback play i mean yeah that's a big part of it with the quarterbacks that are in the afc and then now you add aaron Rodgers. but i think more of it is just a talent in regards on the defensive side of the ball the skilled players you know um it, it's a big mix, uh, mixture I, I think when you look at the nfc um, there's a good chance that you're going to see the same culprits again in the NFC down to the Final Four with the Philadelphia Eagles if they stay healthy. The 49ers, if Brock Purdy doesn't have lingering effects from his soldier sh- uh, surgery. And then you have a couple of out- outsiders. 
that got punching chances, such as the Dallas Cowboys, such as the Detroit Lions, such as possibly, you know, there's always that one team that's young that's ahead of time, possibly the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, if this Derek Carr thing really gets going in the 504, they've got some veterans over there as well. And you talk about hot seats. I really think this is a warm seat. The, 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 the honeymoon, the bridge from Sean Payton uh, to Dennis Allen, it's over. I believe I'm going to go on a limb right now. You ain't heard it, but you will start. I think this is a year that Dennis Allen is kind of coaching for his job. There's expectations after Sean left the building. Mickey Loomis is still there. I think the honeymoon's over. You got Derek Carr. We'll see what happens. I mean, you had somewhat a decent draft. You were able to get, you know, a first-round draft compensation for Sean Payton. I think Allen's – I won't say he's on the hot seat, but it's warm. It's getting warm. It's, it's Texas June. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I was eager to hear your thoughts on that. I was really eager to hear your thoughts on that. He's speeding. Um, he's speeding. Because – you got to show that you belong. I mean, you can win in division against Cincy, but what are you really there? Cincy did not did a lot with their opportunity. Um, Cleveland hit the reset button a couple years ago. You said Cleveland hit the reset button when? Well, I mean, going into last year with the quarterback position, that, that change oh, that change that changes a lot. Yeah. Well, of course, it, it gets you it gets you in the conversation as if you have the right pieces around. There's something that you can you know you can deal with if you got that guy, which I think Deshaun Watson can still be that guy. Um, also, another point I want you know we've talked about it, and I know the the CEO of the congregation of Tennessee, Adam Longoria. I mean, we've had talks over the months and stuff about, but you know the crazy you look up now it's May 16th, and Derrick Henry's still a Titan. Remember, it was a foregone conclusion before the draft. Right after the draft, months leading up to the draft, Derrick Henry was going to be traded to the Bills or maybe outright released. Still on the roster. You know what this tells me? This tells me that Vrabel and the game, they feel that their season last year, even though I knew that I was, they were retooling, they were rebuilding, whatever you wanted to say, I knew that they were not a playoff team last year. What this tells me is like, you know what? We believe that the tub and the IR did us in more than anything. We're not going to over panic. There's still some, you know, tread on them tires. Because I thought I even started drinking the Kool-Aid and feeling like Derrick Henry was a foregone conclusion that they were going to trade him or outright release him, especially kind of at his salary number as well, too. Now, granted, things like this. I've had no hearing of anything like this. I haven't read this anywhere. Don't have sources or connections that are speaking this. But I will tell you, sometimes ownership gets involved when they're special players that the coaching staff might be all voting I to move on to be like, wait a minute, I'm, that guy's. I don't want to see that guy in another uniform. And that might be Derrick Henry. Not saying that's the case, but it was a lot of steam. It was a lot of momentum for Derrick Henry to be traded to somebody, whether it was Buffalo or whatever, or to outright release him before the draft, and they have not done that yet. Not saying they still can't do it. 
Who knows? They can lease them right before camp, and that would be dirty because, it, you know, there's teams and organizations that do that, but I think that's dirty because why a guy like Derrick Henry you want to release so late right before camp and not earlier, giving him a time to see if anybody out there wanted services? And at the same time, obviously they probably did not get what they wanted to get in picks for Derrick Henry as well. I, I swear I believe that they, they shopped him or listened to offers. They just didn't get what they wanted. But I thought it was very interesting. You know, that's something we've got to talk about because we talk, spent a lot of time talking about where Derrick Henry could land and where we go. And damn it, behold, we've had mini camp for rookies. Everything his ass still on the roster. And don't be surprised if it is something like ownership saying, hey, man, no. We, we want to see him in a tight unit. We don't see him anywhere else. That's another division that's going to be very, you know, I want to get to it today. Is it too early to talk week one lines have been released? Got week one, and if I remember, you had to wait to like maybe at the earliest to any books to maybe get to like maybe two weeks out before the C three. These things are coming out before camp starts. Lines in week one for people like me that likes to look at this stuff and look and take a gander. So we'll get a little bit into that as well too. We'll cap some other things that uh, I want to touch on before we get out of here. But you listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Cry. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. You can call it your lucky partner. Maybe you can call it your adjective. But odd as it may be, without my one and two, where would there be my three? Make possible me, and that's a magic number. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Today's show was presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 
Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producers, Pin One and Twos. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors, or you can just add to your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right. So, keeping it moving here, there's a couple things before we uh, get out of here. Um, NFL-wise, too early to talk or take an early glance at NFL lines. Of course not, because I remember the days where, again, like I said, going to break, you and of course these can change because you got injuries in camp. A starting quarterback could go down, you know. And of course, you know, usually for the new audience, I usually get into over unders and future division picks when we get later into August after we've had a month of camp and we find out who's gone down, who's out for the season. Lord knows I've heard those reports over and over for the last three years up in Colorado. Okay. But it's interesting to take an early glance at what the desert feels these teams, who's really favorite, who's underdog, uh, based off of post-draft and pretty much the majority wave of free agency signings are complete. So let's take a gander here. Uh, of course, we know that we opened September the 7th versus the Detroit Lions at Arrowhead in Kansas City. I don't know when the last time the Detroit Lions has opened to kick off an NFL season. I don't even know if this has ever happened, man. You probably, probably maybe before my time, and I'm old. But they're going to Arrowhead, and Desert has them as of May 16th. Game is not till September 7th, so of course this could change. But they have opened at a touchdown favorite, seven points. Detroit Lions. I've told you, and I and I told you when we were talking schedule the other day. Detroit, the hype train would be unreal if they go down there and spoil ring night for Kansas City. First of all, I can't remember the last. I don't know when's the last team that opened on ring that lost on ring night. I can't remember. But the Kansas City Chiefs are a touchdown favorite. That's I could see that. I could see that. But who knows what Detroit team is showing up? And I think in that division, look, they're going to be the betting favorite to win the North. But I will tell you, there could be some good value on the Packers. I mean, a lot of people in the desert think uh, you're assuming you lose Aaron Rodgers, the uncertainty of Jordan Love. There might be some pieces that are still left. It might be a better locker room, better culture, more team, everybody pulling on one rope. And I feel like we get we about to feel, uh, get a chance to see – what Mr. LaFleur is really like. But just to take a gander. But there's your opening, Detroit plus seven. And then we have the full slate that kicks off that Sunday. Take a gander here. Let's see what we've got here. We've got Carolina Panthers will be on the road versus Atlanta. They will be a three, a field goal underdog. Minus 150 on the money line. You got the Texans who will be on the road at Baltimore. Texans will be 10-point underdogs. You know, most likely starting a rookie quarterback. Also had in the docket as well, too. Houston, you know, uh, D'Amico Ryans is not making Stroud available to the media during the mini camp, the rookie camps. 
And I kind of like that. I think because, you know, you're you're in a situation to where, of course, you got Houston media. We know how long they've been starving. I mean, they were fortunate enough to draft Deshaun Watson. That didn't end the way that Texans fans really wanted it to end. And now you have the opportunity where you've had another opportunity to draft a franchise quarterback that you think can lead this franchise in the future at number two. So there's going to be a lot of attention to that. And I think D'Amico Ryan's considering where he's coming from, the, the culture John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan has started down there, I think it's like less said is better. So there's no expectations whether you're starting week one, are you ready to go? Um, me personally, I do feel that I really do feel that Stroud and Young are going to be the two quarterbacks, the only two quarterbacks that are going to start week one and probably should start week one. I won't have any hatred if they hold down, you know, Stroud for, you know, till we get to week five. But the momentum is building up toward that. Um, those two quarterbacks, I think for sure Young is going to start. But I think by them taking Stroud away and not letting him talk to the media now, I mean, I think there'll be time for that. Once camp starts or mandatory OTs, I think. But first, your first time coming into the facilities, you know, around the coaches in a football setting. I kind of like that move from a rookie coach as D'Amico Ryans. But they're going to be 10-point underdogs against the Ravens. Uh, speaking of those Bengals in Cleveland, damn, I didn't know y'all open up week one. That went uh, past my radar. But Cincy at Cleveland. Cincy, look at that, only a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against the Browns. Which, of course, as I mentioned earlier, Stefanski's coaching record against Cincinnati has only lost once, um, that line to ref- my knowledge. But That line reflects that. And, and But the other part to that is, is Cleveland hasn't won a week one home opener or season opener, let alone a home opener, um, on, in week one since 2004. That number is continuing to roll. That have not won. Say that again. Cleveland has not opened the season with a victory since 2004. Oh, okay. I think I've heard. Damn. You're talking Jeff Garcia in Cleveland days. And you, well, the, wasn't that what week, what year was that y'all choked one away in Kansas City? Wasn't it week one? Or which one was that? That was the year after the AFC Championship game. So what's that, like 2020? Okay. okay. Yeah, not too long ago. No, no it would have been a 2021 season. So two okay. years ago. Um, another division opening game, uh, Jacksonville on the road in Indy week one, September the 10th. Jacksonville is a minus three and a half point favorite. Minus 190 on the money line. Um, Jacksonville, without me even looking, I know that they're the better favorite to win the AFC South. I don't know exactly what the odds are. There could be good value in the Colts situation. You know, as I just talk about Stroud and Young, um, everything that I'm hearing, my gut feeling tells me they're going to put this kid, Anthony Richardson, this young man out there week one. They're going to find a way, find a reason. To put him on the field. And I and I think really what this stems from, because I've heard Jonathan Taylor praise him. Um, you know, you have this guy in Steichen that's supposed to be this quarterback. Where it's, oh, gosh, look what he did with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was so bad and sucked so bad before Steichen got there and worked with him. Yeah, okay. All right. This is his first project, man. But I think since you have this guy Steichen – 
he's going to design a package for him because you got to look at it. What they want to do by drafting this guy, what they want to do and what they vision is an offense. Technically, you can't do that with Garden Minshew. All Garden Minshew knows is the basic of Stef- uh, uh, Steichen's offensive scheme. And he, he's serviceable to buy you some time. But from Ursay talking about him, from people saying, hey, he really just needs to play. The more I hear coming out of Indy, the more they are going to start this kid week one. And look, it's it's one of those I think it's either sink or swim. Because to me, this young man still has, if I'm not mistaken, under 20 starts at the collegiate level. Or maybe he's a little bit over 20, but I think he might be under that. And if that's the case, that's that's very similar to... The guy up in San Fran, Trey Lance. Not really enough starts coming out of Bison Country. Only played that year. Then you had the COVID situation. So I told AC, I was like, you know, Chris Ballard, Ursay, all y'all are like that kid that has that present under the tree that can't wait to play with. Just can't like the guy that just the one thing I've never stood is guys that just run straight out of that. Go to the like you go to the mall. You go shopping for shoes, tennis shoes, per se. Like, even back in the day, I know you got sneaker heads now, but even back in the day, whenever you go stand in line at Foot Lock, you go into Foot Lock, you go somewhere to go buy shoes. And the guy that wears the shoes out of the mall, I can't stand that. That's been one of like, you can't wait. Go buy the Jordans, but I want to wear, wear them out. Relax. That's the coach when it comes to Anthony Richardson. They're three and a half point underdogs at home. Jacksonville. Do they take a step back? You know, everybody said, oh, well, they're getting Calvin Ridley's coming in this. I get it. But now Jacksonville ain't Doug Peterson and Jacksonville is not going to be sneaking up on any too many people. They're, they're going to I won't say they're the hunted, but, you know, that division could possibly still be up for grabs. And I think if you look at the Colts and the roster, they could be bringing if Anthony Richardson can get out there and not get killed. If he can handle the speed of the game and they just basically keep the playbook simple as they build it. Hey, and as I say that, there's good value on him or you future people out there in those markets that can do that. I think he's plus 500 for rookie of the year, which is some good value. Because for one, he plays the position where he's going to have the ball in his hand every time. It just depends on if he gets on the field on how soon they want to trot the young man out there. Um, Tampa Bay Bucks at Minnesota. Tampa Bay. On the road, plus seven. You know, Ty Bowles went back and got his degree 30-some years later in college. A promise to his mother. And I think I said this yesterday. Ty Bowles might be needing that degree because Tampa Bay is going to probably finish at best third in that division, if not last. The only team I believe they have a chance of finishing ahead of, and that's the Atlanta Falcons, but I think Atlanta's going to be better. They've still got some work on defense, but I think really there's a good chance that Tampa is going to be dead last, and I think they are going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes um, going into next, you know, going in by the time the end of next year comes around. So they're getting a touchdown underdog on the road. Uh, Another trick, Tennessee at New Orleans in the 504. 
Tennessee, a three and a half point underdog on the road. Uh, against the New Orleans. What is Derek Carr going to look like? I just told you last hour. I think the Dennis Allen experiment, I think the honeymoon's over. You were with Sean. You were his defensive coordinator. I think all that's out the door. I think this is the year they're giving him a quarterback. Okay? He doesn't have to, you know, mess around with Jamison Winston, leftovers, Taysom Hill, leftover from Sean. And I say, okay, what do you go do? But I think there is, I think the Saints... The Saints and the Carolina Panthers, I believe, will be duking it out to win that NFC South. Then you got San Fran on the road at Pittsburgh. That's a juicy one. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself. Like it, all these dates, I'm they're like September the 10th, man, and we're like May 15th, and I'm really, I'm just because for one, I'm not used to them putting them out this early, but I don't even know why I'm doing this. I really don't. It's going to be a long wait. But if that ping pong ball drops tonight, you know, the greatest feeling is when you when you watch these of your team, like when they're going to envelope and you're getting down to number six, then number four, and they put the logo, the card up there. Then you get the three and then you get there. And let's just say you get the three and there's not a Spurs envelope that's put. And now it's down to whoever's San Antonio, whoever, Detroit, Houston. And then that number two comes up and it's still not the Spurs logo. And the only thing I'll say, don't do it. If I'm telling the 210, man, if there's anything on the news with any honking going downtown on Commerce Street, if they do get to, I will say this is how far we have fallen. What are you talking? There's only one thing that warrants honking on Commerce Street, and that's when you're basically hosting another trophy. But I, now that I think about it, I bet you a dollar to a dollar, if they get the number one overall pick, there will be people downtown and the local and there will be people honking. Do you think that's so far? That's that's where that's where I kind of I know this city, man. I, and, and I know how quick it's going to it's going to change. And, and that's not a bad thing, but the sense of hope. But I'm like, OK, you're going to honk for the number one pick that your ass is still going to be a lottery team next year. But I get it, you know, from a team that's been down for the last six or seven years or so. But just that feeling to know that that envelope Who's going to have that logo still standing? And the fact that Peter Holt Jr. is going to get the. Oh, you know, my dad gave me this pen and it's the same pen he wore with the man. Just when are you going to start being more visible here locally? But anyway, I'd wager if there's any honking uh, at that time, it's largely coincidental. Uh, chili peppers are in town and they're supposed to be locking up downtown's traffic the red hot chili peppers are saying mm-hmm. i did not know that where are they playing at um i think the dome no they put the chili that's got to be at&t center they wouldn't put the chili peppers in the dome wouldn't they no that has to be that has to be at&t center oh it's in the dome wow and that's that's, that's actually i'm a day ahead it's tomorrow oh okay i'm gonna say so, I, I thought they were man I'm but they, i've been getting traffic alerts for the last like three days Tell you, man, we got to beg and claw in this city for any type of hip-hop concert that's worth anything. But the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Aerosmith, Kiss, all the big rock groups and everything, like they punk rock, whatever you want to call them, they always stop here. You got to beg and claw. I think the, the best hip-hop concert that's probably, I'm talking about at the height of 
the time of their career at the time that came through here. And it was an outdoor venue. And we used to have a, a venue called the uh, Verizon Amphitheater. It was the Rock the uh, Mic Tour. And that was with Jay-Z. That was 50 cents after, right after he dropped Get Rich or Die Trying. Like, it was the summer of what he dropped that. Busta Rhymes. Fabulous. And the opening act while people were still walking in was Sean Paul. Give me the light. Just give me the light. That When you talk about where 50 was at his time, Jay-Z, and that, San Antonio has never. Now, I know that we had, you know, about a year ago, we had, of course, Cube and Snoop and Too Short. And then that was kind of like a, a nostalgia, kind of like, you know, Mount, as they call it, West Mount Rushmore, whatever the hell it was. That that don't really. I'm talking about at the height of their performance. That's there. There won't never be a type of hip hop concert that comes through here. Anyway, Houston gets them. Dallas will get them. I don't even think is is Beyonce even stopping down. I don't even think Beyonce's coming to San Antonio. I don't think at the Beyonce concert. But anyway, um, I turned right there instead of staying straight. That's okay. But no, the, the watch the excitement change and watch the uh, the inner. And like I would tell you, if that is the case, I hope y'all enjoyed those cheap tickets because you will be you will be paying probably 20 to 30 percent more at least than you paid this year. And you're still going to be watching a team that's probably not a playoff team. To your question earlier about records for the ninth and tenth teams, they sat right around five hundred, um, which is where you were with Dejon with a talent like Dejounte Murray. So, if the number one overall pick or even the number two or number three can kind of replace the talent level of a Dejounte Murray, you're probably right there around play-in territory, probably at best. Yeah, and that's gonna be like that's gonna be having to fight like hell just to get just to get that. But it should be exciting. We'll know here in the next few hours. Get an answer to the test that they've been on for the last three years, preparing for them, putting themselves in this position. We'll see how it goes. But that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, forget the snooze button for you out the rack. Just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See y'all tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 